Welcome to the Service Driven Life Podcast. I am your host, Tracy Clark, and I have set up over 4,000 nonprofits and received over $10 million in grant funding. This podcast is designed to highlight community heroes and give tips on nonprofit and service-based business growth. Welcome back, guys. I have someone very special for you today. She has been in business. I'll let her tell the time because I don't want to tell it wrong, but she's going to introduce herself. If you are just getting started as an entrepreneur or in the nonprofit space, she's going to be full of gems, talking all about the multiple things she is, because I will say that she's multi-passionate. She has several different businesses and several different services that she offers. So go ahead and introduce yourself to everyone. My name is Yolanda Cole. Um, I've been in business, um, self-employed for this make 21 years. Um, my son just turned 21. So that's kind of how I keep up with that. <laughs> my second son just turned 21. So that's how I keep up with that. Um, uh, so, um, pretty much a little bit about my background. I say everybody professionally, I'm a nurse and I've been a nurse 16 years. Um, but on the side, I've always done um, tax preparation. And so pretty much I would um, just do a few people and every year my business would grow. And then I'm like, mm, I can really make some money about this. And people would, I didn't know what always comes to me and um, ask me to prepare their taxes. And I didn't know them. So I had to trust them to pay me once they get their tax return. And after being burnt a few times and not really trusting people and I'm thinking like it's got to be a better way it's got to be a better way to do things so after I think I've probably had maybe about 60 clients this was I don't know maybe like in 2009 or something I had maybe had about 60 clients I had reached before I said no I got to figure out something else and so um I started looking into like, hey, how can I do what the big companies done? So I found this company that kind of taught me, uh, introduced me to software, taught me how to like set up my whole business, like the big tax companies that everybody go to, like your where you see, I don't care what state you live in, you see these companies. Mm -hmm. And so pretty much I've set my um, company up like that. And I still done it part time and I still was a nurse. Um, but I started offering these services, um, putting myself out there. That was the most scariest part about being an entrepreneur is telling people like, this is what I do. You know, people, you know, I, it was discouraging. People wasn't liking my stuff on social media. I'm like, Hey, I provide these services. I've been doing them, you know, for a long time because I never advertised because I was just doing it on the side as a little hobby, just make some extra money during the tax season time. So but I kept doing it. Um, I continued to do it. Then I, my business got to really growing and I opened up a couple of tax offices and then I downscale and I'm like, oh, that don't work for me. Mm-hmm. I got too many people. I got, I got too many people. I don't know what's going on here. I, I wasn't properly tra- trained. So then I connected with some more people that taught me how to scale up a tax business. Um, and so with scaling up a tax business, um, I have a multitude of tax uh, tax com- uh, 
companies, well, they're not my companies. I support them. I support the owner and I support them with software and I support them with, you know, all the things in the background with marketing and things like that. I think it's, um, I have about 17 other sub offices um, that does taxes up under me. Um, so, and not only do I support them, I have my own personal clients. And this re this year alone, I reached 600 clients personally. Wow. And, yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> So I tell people, I'm like, I don't just do a little taxes. I do taxes. I have like clients, you know, maybe in like 30 some states now, 30 some states. And so with me even doing taxes and being into entrepreneurship, um, into real estate investing, into like um, stocks and make just like always, I've always been the person to teach people like how to upscale, how to be better, not be stuck. So I always tell people, don't, I'm not the person that you can put in a box. Yes, I've been a nurse. I'm still a nurse because I renewed my license. <laughs> I want to keep that. I yeah, I want to keep I that. I want to make sure I keep it because it's just, <laughs> you know, after you do all that work, you like, I don't want it to, to you know, if I got to work one day a week, she's like, I want to keep that. So I yes, 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 yes. Mm -hmm. um, but just always been passionate about, you know, people um, going after their dreams. Like, and so maybe about four years ago, I started helping people. And I may have told you, I help people like start a business, LLCs and, mm -hmm. you know, corporation things. And I probably did like two um, nonprofits. They were a long time ago. <laughs> and I'm not, and I'm not, you know, I'm not fluent in, in that realm. And so I'm like, no, I'm gonna seek someone else. And I got too much on my plate <laughs> and mm -hmm. all, and those, but, um, always been passionate about helping other people reach their dreams. And with me, uh, for the most part, I have always been a single mom balancing everything on my plate. So I'm very passionate about women. I am very, very passionate about women. And, um, single moms like letting them know showing them like hey uh, most of my clients they'll tell me all the time like she got the baby on one arm like I had a one-year-old even though I got an older child I have a one-year-old and a, my oldest is about to be 26 so think about the gap <laughs> <laughs> and they like she got the baby in one arm and the laptop in the other and mm -hmm. so most people know me for like being resilient like if I, you know, if my babysitter council or daycare was closed, I'm going to my office with my baby. I don't, I don't like my appointments. I keep my appointments and I say, Hey, I'm sorry. I'm here to assist you. Like, and nobody has ever had a problem with me bringing my child to my office. And I guess that's the beauty of it. Having my office and being an entrepreneur, I could pretty much do what I want. I ain't got to ask for permission and things like that, but I, I never make excuses. So people always say, you know, I don't, I don't make excuses. I always find a way. And anytime I feel scared or I get chill bumps about a decision I'm making, and I know that it gives me more of a reason to do whatever it is that I'm, you know, being scared about, because I know that feeling is, is taking me to the place that I need to be. Yep. Yep. And so when I'm really scared and I'm nervous about something, I want to do it even more because I know this, you know, fear will um, paralyze people. Yeah. And, and I start feeling paralyzed. And I'm like, no. And so like, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm gonna figure it out. So yeah. I, I'm like, I don't understand though. I don't understand though. And I don't understand, like, I can't figure it out. 
I feel like I can figure out anything. <laughs> that is good. I can figure out anything. Right there. I, yes. You know what? And I have a very, very similar mindset. One of my mindsets that I started using at a young age was, well, what's the next step? So like with whatever challenge that presents you, well, what's the next step? It's always the next step. So, you know, you know, sometimes people get like just so nervous about, you know, okay, well, what is this? Well, you know, whatever it may be, I got laid off on my job or I got these big decisions or these hard, well, what's the next step? Well, what do you need to do next? Well, what do you, because there's always something that you can do next. And what you start to realize when you're like, okay, I'm gonna just figure it out. What you start to realize is number one, you start to trust yourself and trust your brain more. You start to trust how things are flowing and how your life is flowing more. Cause I don't know if you've realized it, but sometimes you realize, oh, I'm kind of glad that happened because that happened. I was able to do A, B, and C because Absolutely. whatever happened with the clients, it motivated me to have my business to we are set up properly to where I don't get burnt anymore. Like you said, with the taxes, I know someone else who got, who, who that happened to as well. And so, um, so I think that's such a good point, especially with children. I actually, you guys aren't going to hear it from the podcast, but I had to mute for a minute because my little one woke up <laughs> and popped in. I have a seven, I have a gap too. We're similar. I have a seven-year-old and then we have a 19 and a 20-year-old. And mm-hmm. so, you know, he just popped in. I'm like, I don't know where everybody else was in the house, but he would find where I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got a whole husband and everything, but he, you know, mm-hmm. popped in here. And sometimes you have to just keep rolling with it. And mm-hmm. you to, it's good that you kind of talk to women and it's good that women see that who have children who may be a single mom, because sometimes, like you said, we use that as an excuse or we use that as, you know, um, oh, I can't do it because I have this. How do you do it around your children? How do you do it? Because, you know, as a mom, sometimes you're always busy. There's always things that come up. There's always things that happen. So when they see other women who are doing it, they're like, you know what? I can do it too. Oh, okay. I see what she's doing. Oh, she got her kid right here. Oh, okay. I got it. I'm going to go ahead and be able to do it the same way as well. Everything doesn't have to be working out perfectly in order for me to be able to succeed as this or have or be an entrepreneur and things like that. If things are going a certain way, I can kind of be in and flex with that. And I've noticed that with entrepreneurs for the successful ones, they are willing to pivot. They're really yes. willing to bend and flex and pivot around. So you have to. You got to always be in the mindset of reinventing yourself and not be stuck. And I think that's where the multiple business uh, kind of came at a, a little bit. And so just like um, most of my business that's actually on my link tree, um, I um, I haven't did it yet. I haven't even announced it. But what I've done is t- I take my tax business, take my consulting business, and then I do business credit. Um, I've taken I've taken all those businesses and put them up under one umbrella. I should have did it sooner. Didn't know anything. So like not even helping people like learn like don't you know tell people like when they come get an LLC. I'm like okay, what else you plan on doing? Making sure they learn from my mistakes because my business couture services and tax prep and and I'm thinking like that's a woman business is um it's an urban business. <laughs> I've grown past my name Hmm. and with me having people from all different backgrounds now in other states you know even celebrity people NFL players you know contact me for services for things so it's just like now I have really grown I'm like this bit the name does not work for me anymore so I'm like telling people like learn from my mistakes are you sure like Think like think about your target audience, dude, who you plan to market. Like I didn't see the bigger picture then, as you know, my mind of course has expanded. 
So then um, in the last couple of months, I, I switched it over to DK, DTK Financial Group, which stands for D's Title Keys Financial Group. So when I've kind of put everything up under one umbrella, have not announced it on social media, I'm going through the change. And I don't want to let everything else go because a lot of people know those that other company. So mm-hmm. probably for two years, I'll go through the transition, but I'll use my new one, but I'll go through the transition because most people, they go on my website and they can book me without even, you know, talking to me. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, I kind of got to keep it too. And then I got, I got to grow this other business while still baby in my other business until it, I've reached that, you know, that other platform. And hey. Point. That name, thinking about the name. Now you can always, you can do a DBA and things like that. But sometimes those get complex. When it comes to banks now, they really don't want to change your name like that because they want to make sure that you're still under the same category. So to take some time and think about your name and what you want to do, think about one of the biggest things that um, a lot of people say when in branding is people should almost kind of understand. I love how you do have tax prep in your name. Because they immediately, they don't have to read your mission statement. They really don't have to fully read everything. Know exactly what you do from mm-hmm. your name. And so I think that that's a good, just a really good, important tip to really think about it. You can add DBAs down the line. You can change down the line, but people mm-hmm. are going to know you for your name. Even on Fiverr, you know, it's hard to change your username. Now, my nickname used to be Sunshine growing up. And when I got on Fiverr, like 17 years ago or something like that, when they started, I'm just like, I didn't even know what I was doing when I got on there. I'm like, oh, okay, let me step account. What is this thing? I'm now, I'm now partnered with Fiverr. I'm actually working with them on a nonprofit um, um, thing that they have going on where they're helping seniors, a nonprofit mission. Mm-hmm. And I've been working with them for all these years. We have over 400 reviews on there. We've gotten over 4,000 clients on there. So now, you know, I'm like, oh man, I wish I was in sunshine sometimes. <laughs> but a lot of people say, you know what? I love that. A lot of people actually say that that name is what brought them to the organization. So sometimes mm-hmm. it's like, you know, uh, maybe it's something that just all happened how it should. Now, I know you touched a little bit on marketing and I know your time, we have a short period of time because as you guys know, as entrepreneurs, we are always <laughs> busy and have other things going on and things like that. So I want to talk about marketing because that is a big challenge that a lot of our entrepreneurs have. Some people say, I'm not social media. I'm not a social media person or things like that. And I know you talked about it at first. It was kind of hard because you know you were telling people about your services. They maybe didn't know about your services. How did you get through that? And is there any marketing tips you would give for new nonprofits and new entrepreneurs? I think um, one of the big things with using social media and you coming into like being an entrepreneur or a business owner is you have to really clean up your image. And I don't, you know, I try to tell everybody, you have to clean up your image. You have to now be mindful of what you post. It's completely, your mindset as an entrepreneur or a small business owner has to be completely different than an employee. It has to be completely different because now most people that's coming to you for the services, they are judging you based on what you believe, how you act, all of these things. So I tell people, always be mindful. Um of and clean up your image, especially if you're doing something where people have to trust you with their personal information. (laughs) Nobody wants to give somebody their personal information and you posting things that's, you know, not to their liking. Um, (laughs) Exactly, exactly, (laughs) exactly. Um, But, and then another thing is, once I realized that it was a lot of people, like, um, 
you know, in the tax, in the industry that I was, I'm in the St. Louis area. So I realized that it's a lot of other people that provided those services. So I wanted to be the best. So in order for me to, to be the best, I made sure that I, edu you know, like I always educate myself. Even when it's not tax season, I'm posting things. I'm giving nuggets. I don't just, so when I tell people I don't just do taxes, I educate people on how to save, how to do this. I'm always posting about it. And then after a while, people was like, hmm, she meant, you know, I just seen her do this a couple of years. I'm going to give her a try. She seems knowledgeable because she's gave this type of information. I'm going to give her a try. So I people looked at me now as a professional because I give them I give them tools and nuggets that they can use. Um, and I try to set myself different. I don't want to just post doing tax seasons, tax things. I, you know, I make sure that I'm the best of the best mm -hmm. or right. I can hang right with everyone else, mm -hmm. <laughs> right with everyone else. And I, I don't claim that I'm, you know, something I'm not like, I'm, I tell people I'm not a CPA. I'm not this. I can do some of the same things that they do, but I'm, I'm not. And so like, and then I'm honest, if I'm telling, you know, a lot of people are like, Hey, you know, I just tell them the truth. Like, we can't, you, you know, you can't do this in this and I explain why, because a lot of people, they want you to do all these things and do all these hoops. And so like, and I don't mind allowing clients to go other places. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's I don't good. mind. Yeah. I don't mind. Like, like me, I, I don't look for money. Once I start aligning myself, clients start seeking me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I, at one point I did do that. I would chase and like, if they like such and such, charge this amount of money. And so I'm like, I would come down on my prices. Now I'm very firm on my business and I really treat it like a business. If these are my set prices for everyone, those are my set prices and I don't come down for anything. <laughs> that is a nugget in itself right there. Just knowing your business, knowing your worth and knowing your value, no matter what, because you know, dealing with clients, people are always going to try you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> always going to, you know, and it's okay to just be like, I did it this week. Oh, no problem. Have a nice day. Because the great thing about our business is that we, I always wanted to, you know, be able to help people from all walks. So the great thing that we did for our business, as far as um, pricing is concerned, is we have a tutorial program that is low end. Then we have our service, our, our mid services, which is us doing it for you. Then we have our high end, which includes all the funding stuff and everything we've learned in bringing in over 11 and a half million dollars in grant funding. So mm -hmm. the thing is, I always can say, oh, no problem. You need to save. You probably want to go the tutorial route or the do-it-yourself route. But the problem is they want to do it yourself price at the full service uh, with the full service services. And I'm like, that's not how it works. And so what you want to realize, what you, what you really want to, um, the thing that I realized is, is when we actually say, no, that's not my price, no problem. If you can find it somewhere else, you know, for another price, no problem. Have a good day. I wish you all the best with your business. Mm -hmm. You're also teaching them a lesson as well. Mm -hmm. You know, because I know that I learned from my grandma growing up a lesson, a thing that I kept doing that was not serving me, which was, she was like, well, you could always ask for a discount, honey. You know, you never know until you ask for a discount. Now, I, I lived like that for like 10 years. Mm -hmm. I would be like, always asking for, until I got into business. And I, and I linked with people who was asking for discounts all the time. And I was like, wait a minute. No, I need to know the value of this and be willing to pay whatever the value is of it, because that's the type of customers that I want to attract as well. Because and people if, don't value free. 
People don't value free. And guess what? The Depending on the price that you get, the service changes as well. You yes. want to pay for quality. We, me and my husband love Judge Judy. And so one thing she always say is, is like if somebody be like, oh, I got a $500 hairstyle for $50. Now they in court because it wasn't done, right? She was like, well, that didn't alarm you that everybody else was charging $500. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> and your hairstyle was $50, you know? And so you get what you pay for and people don't value free. That's absolutely good. And then I also want to call out the nugget you said about social media, which is educating and giving value. If you're giving value and educating, people start to build that trust with you and they start to look at what your services are. Like you said, you don't have to seek out clients. They're looking for you, you know, because you're giving that value, you're giving that education. Um, before we wrap up here, I want you to talk a little bit about your nonprofit because that's how we linked up. You started a nonprofit um, and decided to also have that venue as well. So tell everybody a little bit about your nonprofit. Um, okay, so the nonprofit um, that I have started, uh, it makes sense now. Um, it's actually about um, catering to people um, to help them more like with the financial education services, um, helping people get homes. Like, so we got everybody that wants something for free. So my nonprofit would be the people that can't really afford those services and me utilizing like um, grant money to actually help these people like understand how to, you know, what their credit should look like, understanding budgeting, understanding like accounting, understanding taxes. So I'll use my nonprofit to actually do what I'm already doing, but do it on a level to where I can help anybody. And mm -hmm. so even with this nonprofit, I'm going to fund it first before you even assist me um, with anything is I want to be able to give a scholarship to um, a single mom that's going to college this coming fall and I want to be able to give a another like a, a like a $2,500 grant not something to where I can handle to someone else that's in business that's maybe struggling and so these are things that I plan on doing out of pocket before any any money even comes to me because that's what I'm passionate about that and awesome. I and so so that platform is like really going to be for me to already really live out my what I'm passionate about in any way. And I know that eventually, because I have people like, hey, can you come talk to the kids at school? Hey, can you come do this? At the, so um, it'll just it, it'll help me do what I'm passionate about anyway. And so I tell people like, I can't always do things for free because my kids and my family, they depend on me financially. Yes, so... I can't, I can't just be this free person, but if I can figure out a way, so this is figuring out a way how to give back um, to people that can't really always afford my services. And, you know, that's what I'm passionate about. I, I mean, I love helping, but people have to understand I need to get paid too. <laughs> yeah. You do this for a living. You do this for a living, you know? Yes. So it's like, if you have, I've had a client where we were, um we were doing coaching and she's like, I think I might need to stop the coaching program or something like that. And she was wondering about how the process works. And I'm like, you know, whenever I'm on a coaching call with a client, if I'm on a coaching call with you, that means I'm not on a coaching call with someone else. So that's always paid time. You're doing something for a living and people pivot. They go different ways in businesses. Entrepreneurs pivot all the time. But like you said, this is for a living and you have to kind of get paid with your work. But the great thing about nonprofit is there is funding out there. There's mm -hmm. tons of funding out there for the BIPOC community. There's funding coming out for infrastructure, business and nonprofits are infrastructure. So if you sometimes you run across people who just need 
a hand. You know, like you said, that single mom that they're passionate, they're ready to do the work, Mm -hmm. but they just need that small little hand. And that's where nonprofits come into play and where you can. um, So I'm glad that you started one. That's a great way to be able to fund those people who may not. And so that way you can get the pay, the amount that you need to get paid. They don't Mm -hmm. have to pay it. So that helps them to be able to. Absolutely. So before we go here, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? I will be putting your link tree on here as well. So um, I'll make sure that that's in the show notes, guys, if you miss anything. But tell everyone where they can find you to take a look more into your services and follow you on social media. Okay. um, You can find me on social media. And if you go to look up on the Facebook page on DTK Financial Group, um, while I'm in the conversion of my, both of my businesses, or you can find me at couturetaxservices.com, that's C-O-U-T-U-R-E-T-A-X-S-E-R-V-I-C-E-S.com, or dtkfinancialgroup.net. Um, either of those two companies, <laughs> both rep, I, both re- I represent both of those companies right now. I'm in the conversion process, but you can find me there. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I will see you all in the next one.